Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, or how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or just life in general and our faith in Jesus. I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world. So I am glad that you joined me on another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm sitting here on a really cold morning. I'm wrapped up in my blanket (laughs) and it's cold out and dark and um, winter's coming. We're supposed to have really cold temperatures this weekend and I'm not ready for anyone who has been listening for any length of time. You know I'm a summer girl. I do not like the cold weather, but I do appreciate the seasons and I am grateful that God shows us his glory in the consistency of the seasons and each season does have its own beauty. So here we are on our little hobby farm getting ready for the cold weather. We had to get the hoses turned off because it's going to freeze this weekend and we have to get the chickens settled in for the cold weather and the ducks and I love it. I just love living out here. You can find a lot of episodes actually about how we came to live on this hobby farm because we grew up right outside of New York City. So we have episodes on um, life from suburbia to hobby farm. We have episodes on how actually last week's episode was how we ended up on this journey to buying this place. So you can search for those in the archives and find out more about our life here. And um, you also know that we're a work at home family. I have several episodes as well about how we became a work at home family, um, the blessing in losing a job. Actually, we're going to be hitting our five year anniversary this coming year of being a work at home family. And um, when my husband lost his job for the third time, we said enough, we're ready for a different lifestyle. And he began his own business and we are going to hit the five year mark this year. So you can find episodes about that journey as well. So today I'm actually going to talk about homeschooling. So I have several episodes on the podcast as well about homeschooling. And today I'm going to give you some um, things that I wanted you to know about homeschooling. So whether you are a homeschooler or not, this episode may benefit you. Maybe you're curious about it. Maybe you're not a homeschooler and you're just curious about it. So I'd love for you to listen in and maybe learn something. And also, if you are a homeschooler, I'd love for you to listen in and let me know what you think. If the things I'm talking about today are things that you have found on your journey homeschooling, or if you're a new homeschooler out there, I'd love to hear from you if you have questions. As you guys know, that's one of my passions. Um, I've been homeschooling now for, this is our 12th year, and I've been speaking about it nationally. Um at different homeschooling conventions, and I speak about it locally and write about it, and I've written a few books about homeschooling, so it has become a passion of mine. So for the past several years, I've been able to just share our journey and encourage other people on the journey. What's different about me is when I talk about homeschooling, I'm usually the one that if you come to a session at a convention, I'm like, if you're wanting to know all about academics, I'm not the speaker for you, right? Because I'm always talking about the heart issues. And truly, I just want to point others to God in everything I do. So 
That's what I am all about when it comes to encouraging others on their homeschooling journey. Seek God. Don't seek what everybody else has to say. Seek God first in your homeschool. So you're going to hear a lot about that on today's episode as well, because that is um, really at the core of everything I talk about. So I have 10 things that I have chosen that I wanted to speak about today. 10 things that I want you to know about homeschooling, whether you're a homeschooler or you're just out there curious about it. Um, Homeschooling has really, really grown over the last 12 years since we began homeschooling. It has changed so much. I mean, I won't go through the whole story because that will take up the entire podcast episode, but I was called to homeschool, and I use the word called because I truly believe that God called me to do this. I was called to homeschool um, the year that I was registering my daughter for uh, kindergarten, and she was five years old, and I had no intentions of homeschooling because I didn't really know much about it. And I will be quite frank with you, I thought it was weird. Yep, I thought homeschooling was weird. I thought that was something for other people out there, not for our family. And it was really my perception of it was based on my ignorance about it because I really just did not know much about it because back then, It definitely wasn't as mainstream as it is now. My experience with homeschoolers back then was basically, you know, watching the Duggars on TV. That was all I really knew about homeschooling. So I have an episode on the podcast over there in the archives you can look up as well called The Unlikely Homeschooler. And that tells the entire story of how I became a homeschooler. And now here we are 12 years later. um, I used to run away from, I was running away from this calling and now I have um, run to it and not only embraced it, have become passionate about it and absolutely um, wouldn't want anything else for our family. Does it mean it's easy? No way. Does it mean that some days aren't difficult? Difficult? No way. I mean, there's just, you know, there's so much and we're going to go over all that stuff during this episode. So there's 10 things that I picked out that I wanted to highlight today. There, there are many things I want you to know about homeschooling, but I picked out these 10 things that I thought, you know, if anybody was listening that's curious about it or even is in it and maybe struggling or, you know, just actually in it and just needs a little more encouragement, that these 10 things would be something that you would be, um, it would be helpful for you to hear. Perhaps you know these things and you need to be reminded of them. So again, this is our 12th year of homeschooling, started out and had no intention of doing it. And here we are loving it. So that'll give me my first, um, my first thing I want you to know. I believe I get asked this question all the time, you know, is homeschooling for me? Actually, I have a podcast episode on that as well called should you homeschool? You can find that one, but I get asked that question all the time. Should I homeschool? I mean, people, you know, they ask for your advice, your guidance, and I'm happy to give it, but I do not know if homeschooling is for you. That is between you and God. So I, my first thing I want you to know is I believe that homeschooling is the best decision and the best option, and I'm going to not stop there, but maybe dot, dot, dot for my family. See, I believe that homeschooling is the best option. I believe that homeschooling um, is the, the best thing out there 
for my child's education, but also for how I'm raising my child. But I do stop a little bit short of saying it's for every single family because every single family is created for a unique purpose and God has a purpose in mind for every single family. So I 100% believe in homeschooling. I 100% think that it is the best way to raise your children and to educate your children. But I will stop short of saying for your family. Do I believe that for my family? Absolutely. 100% without a doubt. I believe that this is what God called us to do. And I believe that there's no other option right now on the table for us. And you know, unless people ask me all the time, when are you going to stop home? No, they don't really ask me anymore, but they used to ask me when I first started, when are you going to stop? (laughs) When are you going to stop this crazy idea? And I used to say, God called me to do it. And when he tells me to stop, I will stop. He told me to start and he will tell me to stop. And as we've gotten further on this journey, I realized that I don't think he's going to tell me to stop. At least I don't see that anytime in the future. However, I will stop short of saying I will never stop ever because truth is, I never expected to be on this journey. I absolutely never in a million years expected God to call me to homeschool. So I am not going to play God and say, he's not going to tell me to stop. Who knows what may happen in a year or two? Something could change. He may put me in a situation and would show me that it's time to stop. So I don't limit him. Although I believe, like I said, that it is the absolute best um, way of doing things for our family. I believe for most families, it can be the same. It can be the very best option. But I am going to stop short and say that I believe every family must do this or every family is called to do this because I'm not going to play God in your family. If you're out there and you feel that you're being called to homeschool, seek God Um, don't seek what others are saying. Don't ask everybody else out there for their opinion. Seek God on this. And that's exactly what I did. And you could find that. I'll put the links in the blog post for this episode so that you can easily find these, um, these episodes I'm referring to. But, um, I truly believe that if God wants you to be homeschooling, you will be homeschooling. And in order to make that decision, you must you know, kind of filter out all the other voices and truly seek his voice above everybody else's. Because if the first year that I decided to homeschool, and I shouldn't even say I decided because I really truly feel like feel like God decided, if I had listened to everybody else, including myself, I wouldn't be here because I didn't want to do it. And I had a lot of opposition in the beginning telling me not to do it. So had I listened to all those voices, I wouldn't be doing it. And I would have missed out on the most amazing journey of our family's life. So truly seek God in that decision. Go to scripture, just spend time with him. The more you spend time with him, the easier it is to see his will for your life unfold. You know, so many of us say, how do I know? Should I do this? Should I not? You're not going to open the Bible and it's necessarily going to say, go and homeschool your child today, (laughs) you know, but the more you're seeking him, the closer your relationship is with him, the more clearly you'll hear his voice. All right. So that's number one. Number two, 
I will also say that I do not believe homeschooling is going to save your children. So many people think that, well, if we homeschool, we can um, have a little bit more assurance that our children will walk the straight path. Now, that part of the statement, I believe, is true. You may have a little bit more assurance because you are raising your children a bit differently than when they are out there in the world. So you may have that assurance However, homeschooling in itself has absolutely nothing to do with saving your children. Homeschooling is not salvation. The only way to salvation is Jesus. Is homeschooling a means to teach your children that, to raise them in the Lord, to immerse them in your faith every single day, to raise them in a family that is following God first? Absolutely. So homeschooling is a part of what we do to disciple our children, but we are absolutely not dependent on the fact that because we're homeschooling, our children will turn out okay. Um, We have so many people in our lives that we've seen that children have been homeschooled and have not been homeschooled. And the outcome is really dependent on God working in their life. For our family, perhaps he's using homeschool as a way for us to raise them so that they can know him, but it is absolutely not dependent on homeschooling your child to save your child. And you need to realize that um, homeschooling is just a tool in your little toolbox of discipleship. So homeschooling will not save your children, but it can be a wonderful way of reaching their hearts because you're spending so much time with them. You're teaching them the things that you want them to be immersed in. You're teaching them the um, your faith and how to walk it out daily. Because when your children are home with you each day, they're immersed in life. They're seeing how their families are handling, you know, all all of life daily. And there's a really a huge benefit for that, for preparing children for life someday and preparing children to open their hearts to Jesus. Okay, the next thing I want you to know about homeschooling, I think this one is so important, especially in our world today, our very visual, saturated, media-saturated world. Homeschooling is not picture-perfect, and it is not supposed to be. Guess what, guys? We are discipling our children, not staging a photo. And I say that because, I mean, I work in social media. My ministry takes place online a majority of the time. And I am out there on the social media. And I sometimes get concerned, and I've talked about this before. I even wrote a book about it called Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. I believe it's actually even getting worse. I wrote that book a few years ago, but I've seen the trends getting a little bit worse. I spend some time on Instagram, and I see a lot of these beautiful, beautiful accounts. I mean, just gorgeous accounts uh, for homeschools and, you know, showing daily snippets of their homeschool and they're beautiful and I love them. But I'm also 12 years into this journey and look at it a little differently than I would have if it was my first year. I believe if it was my first year, I would have been caught up in staging the photo and not discipling my children. And I think a lot of people out there might get wrapped up in the same thing. 
you know, how everything looks and making, uh, I mean, homeschooling is messy and ugly sometimes. And yesterday we had a broken um, glass in our basement. Uh, one of the kids got into a science set, broke something. We had that all over the floor. We had, um, you know, mommy yelling a little bit over all that. We had um, forgiveness being asked later, <laughs> you know, so you have all these things. We have at any given time, you know, books strewn all over the place, crafts. Um, it's messy. And people aren't taking the photos of that necessarily all the time because it's not pretty to look at on Instagram, but it is real life. And I need you to know out there, whether you're a homeschooler or not, please, we are not doing this so that we can show off to the world. We are not doing this to stage a photo. Believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm taking snapshots here and there when we get a beautiful moment, but that may, may not that, uh, may that not be the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? May that not be the motivation. That's the word I'm looking for. The motivation behind it. If you want to grab your phone because there's something beautiful going on in the moment and spontaneously snap it. If you're spending time trying to set up how things look for the photo, stop. Okay. We are here in our homeschool to disciple our children. Remember that when you're over there trying to make it look just so because you want to share it on Instagram, because that's what everybody else is doing. The time is short even though it seems like, hey, we get our kids for what, 12, 13 years of homeschooling. And we say, hey, you know, that's that seems like a long time when you say it, but it's not. It goes by so fast. I do not want the homeschool community out there being wrapped up in the way of the world, right? The way of the world is let's take a pretty photo. Let's, you know, share how things look. Let's make our homeschool room look a certain way because on the internet, everybody's homeschool looks a certain way and we're totally forgetting our purpose in this. We have our children with us for 12, 13 years at home so that we can disciple them. We are raising disciples and that is more beautiful of a picture than any snapshot on Instagram. So you can read a lot more about that in my book, Real Homeschool. I will put the link to that in this blog post as well. But please remember that pictures are beautiful. Snapshots are beautiful, but may that not be your motivation. Okay. The next thing I want you to know about homeschooling is academics are just a teeny weeny little fraction of the big picture. I mean, you look at homeschooling and most people think, well, homeschooling, you're doing it so that you can provide, you know, this different or this alternative option to education. And while yes, that is a huge thing, at least for our family, it is just a mere fraction of the big picture. Like I said, for us, our homeschool is a means of discipleship. It is, um, it is the way our, our family's lifestyle. We're going to talk about more of that in a little bit. Um, and it is, um, about so much more, more than academics. So many of the lessons we have learned along the way have not been planned in a plan book because they're the life lessons that I truly feel are 
even more important than the book lessons. I could do a whole nother podcast episode just on seeing the lessons my children have been learning, especially as they get older. You know, sometimes I'm a little frantic and thinking, have I prepared them enough? My daughter next year is a senior. That's it. I'm done. She'll go on to college, you know, and I get these thoughts. Will she make it? Did I teach her enough? And when I see so many real life opportunities presenting themselves, especially in the past year or two, and I say to myself, she's prepared, she's prepared. And it's nothing to do with what her algebra lesson taught her. And it's nothing to do with her geography lessons. It's everything to do with her being prepared for real life because I've taught her how to um, teach herself things, how to learn, how to be independent. Um, Because she's home with us, she has learned so many real life skills. So there is so much more to the big picture. And ultimately at the end of this journey, my goal is that she has a strong and solid foundation in the Lord so that when she goes out on her own a year or two from now, she is prepared for life. The academics will be there. She can go on Google and learn anything she wants these days, right? Khan Academy could teach you anything you want these days. And she has learned that she can teach herself anything she wants to know. So the academics pointing her to how to learn is important so that she can be a lifelong learner. But it's just such a small part of the big picture. When my children were young, I would stress out about if they knew their states and capitals when, if they knew their, you know, months of the year when, if they knew, um, you know, their multiplication facts. And I've realized now that I have an older one, and so I've changed the way I've taught the younger one a lot, is that a lot of these things come naturally just through life. You know, we don't have to necessarily sit down and drill everything. We incorporate all these things into our life, into our conversation. Um, Homeschooling takes place 24 hours a day. So they're constantly learning and there's so much freedom in that. So academics are just merely a portion of the big picture. The next thing I want you to know about homeschooling is you, now this might be mostly for new homeschoolers or for people who don't even you know, know much about it and just want to know. Guess what? You don't need a teaching degree. I added that in here because honestly, over the years, I have been asked that question probably the most from strangers. Not so much anymore, but definitely in the early years of homeschooling, I have been asked that question so many times. Oh, so you went to school to be a teacher? Oh, do you have a college degree in teaching? And every time I said, no, actually I don't, I got that really condescending look. Like, well, you have no idea how to teach then. You're not a teacher. You absolutely 100% know how to teach and you are a teacher. You are qualified because you are your children's mother. And God has made you their very first teacher. And there's a very big difference between a trained teacher to work in a school system and a mother. A trained teacher to work in a school system has been trained to teach a large amount of children at once in a classroom and has been trained to teach children that are not their own. But God has equipped the mother 
to teach her own children. I actually think when people would look at me and say, well, how do you know how to teach them? Well, a teacher has like 20 kids in a classroom. I have four and they're my own children. So I believe that God has equipped me to do that and that um, I do not need a teaching degree to teach my own children. I mean, the curriculum out there for us as homeschoolers is amazing. And, you know, we use, especially for the subjects now, for the older kids, where we have, you know, I'm definitely not a trained algebra teacher, right? So we have um, online, we're using a program where a teacher teaches them. So I am there to assist and to guide and to help. So the curriculum does the teaching. And um, I am there to assist, to guide, to help, to mentor, to disciple. And as my child's mother, I believe I am um, perfectly qualified to teach them. Um, so that's that's uh, that one. The next one is what I want you to know about homeschooling. Is your child, because people ask you about socialization. So yes, your child will not be socialized normally. And that's a good thing. (laughs) I wasn't just going to leave it at that. You know, if you are a homeschooler out there, you're laughing with me because we all roll our eyes. I'm actually rolling my eyes right now as we talk about the socialization thing. And believe it or not, 12 years into this journey, it's still a thing. You would think by now it would be just not a thing, but it still is. People still will say, Well, I would homeschool, but my child is so social. They need to be in school. I'm like, no, really, that's probably the reason they don't need to be in school. The socialization that takes place in a school is completely different than the socialization of a homeschooler. And that's a good thing. You know, people look at it as a negative thing. It's not. I, especially with my children now that they're older, I can look back and say the socialization that they have, um, received has been far greater than I had hoped for and better. Um, you know, we are definitely involved in a lot of activities. So being out of the house is we're not, you know, locked up in the house and secluded, that's for sure. Um, and we have, I would say just the right doses of socialization. So when it, um, you know, when they were younger, I have one son who is very shy. He would not have done well in a social setting where he had to be on every single day at five years old, you know, all day. So he had small doses of socialization and that child has really blossomed and is now at 14 working part-time and he's a student intern and he's um, just yesterday worked, uh, help teaching other young children in a, in a setting that is just um, perfect for him. So believe me, homeschooling works if your child is very outgoing, because I have two of those. And if you have children that are very shy, because I have two of those, because what it allows for you to do is introduce the amount of social activities that are you know, a good thing for them at a certain age, just the right amounts, just the right settings, you control where they get to thrive socially and they will thrive socially. We actually find ourselves being too busy sometimes because we are involved in so many activities and the socialization is so much different than in a school where you're surrounded by children that are just your own age and there's all that peer pressure and there's all that drama And there's all that nonsense, quite frankly, because 
now as a as a homeschooling family our children have socialized with children of all different ages of families of people of all different ages so they interact very differently with adults i think than just a normally socialized you know um public school child because they have just been exposed to all these different tiers of socialization rather than just their set of peers that peer pressure thing might be there, you know, somewhat, because face it, we all face that in life, whether we're adults or children, except it's not part of their daily life. It's not what they're dependent on. I always say my children are not peer dependent, but they're family dependent. Our family unit is, you know, what is, um, I always say like our or each other's peeps, right? <laughs> Our family unit is more important than their peers are. Um, and most of all, we're God dependent. I want my children not to be peer dependent, but God dependent, where they are um, seeking the approval of him over man. So it's much easier to develop that at home where you are introducing small doses of socialization and the kind of socialization that is beneficial and not the kind that induces all that drama and everything else. So yes, they will be socialized differently. And that's a very, very good thing. Um, The next thing I want you to know is that homeschooling is our lifestyle but it is not our whole life, right? I believe early on in the homeschooling years, I was going quickly on the path to making homeschool an idol. It was becoming my identity. I was, you know, I went from not wanting anyone to know that I homeschooled because I thought it was weird early on into a few years into the journey feeling like, boy, this is my thing. I'm a homeschooler, you know, give me the bumper sticker, give me the t-shirt. I want everybody to know I'm a homeschooler. And I was slowly letting it become my identity until I recognized that. And I realized my identity is not in being a homeschool mom. My identity is being a child of God. I would rather people look at me and know that I love Jesus than that Karen DeBuse is a homeschooling mom, right? So it's a part of what we do. It's our lifestyle. It's what we've chosen to raise our family in this lifestyle, but it is not our whole life. It is just um, something that we do. So that's a quick one. The other one, another one I want you to know, the hard days of a homeschooling journey are necessary. Maybe you don't want to hear that. Maybe you're out there struggling right now in your homeschool, or maybe you're thinking about homeschooling, but you think it might look like it's too hard. Anything worth doing is hard, and anything that we learn from means we have to go through some pain sometimes. So homeschooling is hard. There are many days that have ended in tears, and I'm not talking about my children. (laughs) I'm talking about me. There are many days where I've looked, you know, one eye on the local school around the corner. There's many days where I've looked at the school bus and thought, wouldn't it be easier just to put them on there? And no, 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 no. In the end, that's not, that's not ever what I've decided, but it is hard. 
There are seasons that have been more difficult than others. There have been seasons of true joy. I mean, each day, no matter how hard it is, I do feel a joy deep down because I know I'm fulfilling a calling. So whether we're smiling on the outside or not, because we're having a hard day, there is that deep inner joy that comes from knowing I'm fulfilling the calling that God has called me to. Um, But that doesn't mean that every day looks like those Instagram accounts or that every day is picture perfect. I have a struggling learner that every day is hard. But guess what? We had a day this week where we got through our lesson with smiles and light bulbs were turned on. And that makes all those hard days worth it. And without those hard days, we don't get to the other side. Anything that builds us means we sometimes have to tear down, right? Think about exercise. When you're building your muscles, in order to build muscle, you have to tear down to rebuild new. And that's often what happens on the homeschooling journey. We have to go through the hard stuff in order to come out on the other side, in order to learn. And the best thing about hard days, they bring us closer to the Lord, right? We are on our knees more. We are in prayer more because those days are hard. And my relationship with the Lord has grown immensely through my homeschooling journey and immensely through those hard days. Without those hard days, I wouldn't have seen the Lord work through me, through my children, through our family. So the hard days are absolutely necessary. See, in our culture, we want to do everything we can to avoid pain. We want to do everything we can for, you know, pleasure. And we are not, and nothing, you know, everything is these days telling us that things should be easier. But sometimes winning a battle, because that's what it is to win our children's hearts, is going to require work. And there's going to be hard days. So not only expect them, be prepared for them and embrace them. Embrace them. Because that is where the true lessons are. So the hard days are absolutely necessary. I have two more things that I want you to know about homeschool. And one of those is you are not equipped to homeschool. That's right. Just like I said before, when people ask you if you're a teacher, you can answer and say, yes, I'm their mother. And then people will say, well, you know, I I can't homeschool because I'm not equipped. And this was me. I said, I'm not organized enough. I'm not disciplined enough. I didn't really like school when I was in school. (laughs) I'm not a teacher. Um, You know, I can't do this. And I was absolutely right when I said that early on. But God has shown me that I am not equipped, but he equips the called. If he is calling you to homeschool, he will equip you. And he might not equip you in the beginning with everything you need for the end. Because I'm telling you, when I was starting out with just a kindergartner, if I had looked ahead to the high school years, there's no way I would have put one foot in front of the other. I would have stopped right there. He equips you each day for what you need for that day. There was a time where I said, I will never do this when they're older and in high school. They will go to school. And here we are, almost to senior year. He has equipped me along the way, but he's given me enough 
for each season that I am in. And I have trusted him that if he wants me to go on next year, he will equip me next year. Every year is a different season. Every year looks differently. And for me to look ahead too far and say, well, I won't be able to do this when. Hey, I shouldn't have been able to do this even back 12 years ago. But he has equipped me along the way. Anything that God has called you to do, he will see you through it. So you are not equipped, but God will absolutely equip you. The key is to seek him, to ask him, to ask him to show you, is this the will for our family? Is this your will for my life? And now that you've shown me it is, help me to do it. You need to pray that prayer every day. You need to submit and surrender your everything to him and say, I cannot do this alone. I need you to guide me, to show you, to show me how to do it. And he shows up every single time. He has worked through me far more abundantly than I could ever ask or imagine. And he will equip you if this is what he wants you to do. And the last thing that I want you to know about homeschooling is it will cost you. It will cost you. Now, yes, it will cost you monetarily, but that's not what I'm talking about. It will cost you much, but the eternal investment that you are making in your family is beyond compare. It will cost you in your time. It will cost you in your tears. It will cost you money. Yes, it will. It will cost you um, a lot of hard work, a lot of effort. And the eternal investment is beyond compare. Seeing my children grow and thrive in their relationship with the Lord, seeing my almost um, adult now child, she'll be 17, seeing her blossom into a young woman with a strong foundation who is able to go out into the world as a light. You know, so many of us back in um, when when they're young, when we were just starting out, we heard, You know, just put them in public school. The public school needs Christians to be a light. Well, that's not a five-year-old's responsibility. Nor, I don't think, is a five-year-old equipped to do that necessarily. But I've seen the growth over the years, and now I can look and say, now she's ready to go out there and be a light. So not only am I investing in the eternity of my family, I'm investing in the eternity of each and every person that they will then go on to touch as they become lights out there in a very dark world. So I hope that that list of 10 things that I want you to know about homeschooling has been encouraging, has maybe given you some insight, has maybe changed your perspective on a few things. I'd love to continue the conversation. If there's anything I like to talk about, it's homeschooling. So join me on my Facebook page. I also have a Facebook page specifically for homeschoolers called Bible-Based Homeschooling. You can look me up over there. Um, If you're on Simply Living for Him on the Facebook page, comment below on the post for this um, podcast episode and let's continue the conversation. You can comment over here on the blog post um, 
for this podcast episode. Also, like I said, I'm going to put some links in this blog post that will point you to other podcast episodes about homeschooling. And I will be speaking at several homeschooling conventions in 2018. I will be at the Teach Them Diligently conventions in Atlanta, Nashville, Rogers, Arkansas, and um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You can find the dates for those on my website, as well as at teachthemdiligently.net has all the information. Those are amazing events for the family. I will also be a featured speaker for the North Carolina State Convention this year, and that is from May 31st to June 2nd. I would love to see you over there um, if you are in that area. It looks like a great event. I have not been before, so I'm really excited to head down to Winston Salem, North Carolina, and I will get to share my heart with homeschoolers there. I'm very excited about that event. Our whole family will be there, and we will have a booth for the very first time at one of these events where you can come and see me, and you can see my books, and we can chat, pray, and it's just going to be really fun. Also, I'll be speaking at my Simply Living for Him um, Women's Retreat in July of 2018. That is not specifically just for homeschoolers. That is for any woman, any age, any stage of life. You can find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. If you are listening to this podcast on iTunes, I would love for you to rate and review it if it's been a blessing to you so that I can get this message out there to even more folks. So thank you again for joining me for this episode. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.